Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 89 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Time for Jumping Through with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we will look back at the wild weekend that was at Martinsville. As we know, the championship four now between Christopher Bell getting the win, Ross Chastain and his insane move that we'll get to here in just a second, along with Chase Elliott also making it and Joey Logano. We'll also look ahead to the season finale at Phoenix this weekend. We'll dive into the Xfinity Championship as well as Ty Gibbs getting involved with his teammate Brandon Jones last week. All of that and more. Our news and notes segment as well as our Ask David segment coming up at the end of today's show. Let's go racing with David Stowers presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year in David's 08 Ford Mustang. And we want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace. With tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR, Cup, Xfinity, and Capping World truck race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit Ticketsmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's Ticketsmarter.com. David Starr joins us right now. David, uh, what a weekend, huh? Uh, I mean, let's let's put it this way. I'll let you decide. Where do we want to start with so much to dissect from Martinsville? Where, where do we go first? Man, Martinsville, Martinsville did not disappoint, man. It lived up to its reputation, its name. And, uh, wow, man, there was so much action, so much going on at Martinsville. It's uh, The whole world's talking about it, you know what I mean? But, uh, but man, what a great weekend of racing. Uh, I mean, all of us – uh, around the world saw something that we, we we just can't really comprehend it and believe it, but it happened. And uh, but man, it's just uh, just a great weekend. Let, let's uh, let's say hello to Dominic first, and then we'll dive off into Martinsville. There's a lot to talk about. Dominic Alagon of the RacingExperts.com joins us. Dom, um, have you had a chance to breathe a minute? I mean, just everything that went down. I mean. That, that was a lot for 48 hours between Cup and Xfinity both. Oh, big time. You're not just talking my personal life, right? which we'll get to in a bit. Oh, my gosh, there's so many great things going on. So, so much chances to not breathe yet. But that Martinsville race weekend, dude, so cool. I can tell you, seeing Ross Chastain make that move, and which I know we're going to talk about in a minute, but that, that move had been perfected in video games. I remember trying a move like that in some NASCAR racing simulating games, qualifying, so never in a race, and much less – in an actual event. So really cool to see that. And I think it was definitely a nod to sim racers and a virtual racers. Like, wow, that move actually does work in real life. Yeah. Uh, David, let's, let's look at that. The move Ross Chastain made, he had to do it. That was his only shot to make the playoff based on where he was positioned on the track. And, I mean, I've never seen that before. We've never seen anything like that. Uh, it is straight out of a video game. David, have have you ever seen anything like that remotely close to that? That was unbelievable. Man, that was uh, spectacular. It was awesome. It was unbelievable. You know, there's so many adjectives to, to, to describe what Ross Chastain. I, that was probably one of the top three biggest moments in our sport since NASCAR was created in 1948, 1949. I think that ranks up there with the 1979 Daytona 500 duel at the end with David Pearson and Richard Petty. I, I just, 
it, it, I mean, it, that that move that Ross Chastain made to make the chase in 2022 will be talked about 50 years from now. It was uh, it was just insanely crazy, uh, uh, but man, un unbelievable. Well, you know, you know, I know we all saw it. And it's so, you, you just, it, it, we all saw it. It didn't even look real. You know what I mean? But, uh, but man, just brilliant on his part. I think it's awesome. I've seen, uh, I've seen recently uh, 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 Kyle Larson try it at Darlington. I don't know if it was two years ago or this past year, he was having a duel with Denny Hamlin right at the end of the race. I've seen him kind of try that move. And uh, unsuccessfully, and I saw Carl Edwards do it years ago at Kansas Speedway. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the way he hit the wall, uh, you know, there was too much damage to the car. But he tried to go wide open and just ride the wall. But, man, Ross Chastain perfected it. I can't imagine, you know, racing all those years and having to win at Martinsville. Uh, I can't imagine going down the back straightaway. And shifting into a higher gear and just letting you taking your hands off the steering wheel and just saying, damn it, I'm going for it and just floor it and and riding the wall uh two thirds three and four and being uh being two seconds quicker on that lap. The you gain two seconds in one corner is just unheard of, but man. I love what Trackhouse and Ross Chastain have done in 2022. Uh, it was a Hail Mary, and it worked. Uh, the whole world is talking about it. It was on Good Morning America. It was on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I just, I'm happy for their team. I'm excited for our sport. And, guys, you know that we got a lot of new eyes that are looking into NASCAR and looking at what's going on in our cool sport of NASCAR auto racing. So I just think – I think everything about it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and, Tyler, I got to tell you, too, man, being from a state that really doesn't have motorsports, we're, we're not breeding grounds for NASCAR by any stretch of the imagination. But the last few days of this early part of the week, Tyler, so many people have been talking about it. So many people have been asking me about it, like, whoa – Tell me about that. What what happened in that race? I mean, people that would otherwise not be watching NASCAR here in the land of enchantment are talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's taken the internet by storm, uh, this. And when I saw it the first time, because I was actually uh, doing, you know, NFL coverage uh, when it happened. I didn't see it live. And uh, a buddy of ours, Matt Jennings, sends it to me. And I looked at that. I'm like, what is this? I mean, it, it was like, huh, is this even real? And everyone's sharing it. Just, I mean, just all over the place, this, this thing. And, you know, Dominic, you mentioned the video game thing. You and I, you know, we've been playing racing games our whole life. That's always been the, the cheat, right? You know, like, ah, you know, we'll just tear up the car, ride the top, and go as fast as we can and, you know, win the race that way. And, and then to see it actually happen in real life, I mean – that was unbelievable. I mean, Ross Chastain, you know, it has been the year of Ross Chastain, right? You know, mm -hmm. he has taken the NASCAR scene by storm for better or for worse. But I think it's been more good than bad. Some people might have a different answer, but I like Ross for the better personally. And to me, I know that there's still a week left in the season, but this could not be a more perfect ending for the 
season of Ross Jastain of uh, a perfect description for how much he's just kind of taken the NASCAR scene by storm this year, Dom. And I, I think you said it best there. And and I loved hearing back his interview saying about it. He wasn't sure if it was going to work or not. And then he brought up a great point, too. And I'm glad nothing happened because it could have been a really bad situation. I've never been to Martinsville. Tyler, I don't know if you have. I know, Dave, you've been there plenty of times. But that gate that opens, I believe, in turn four to allow the haulers in and out. Ross Chastain said he was scared about catching on there, if I remember correctly. And thankfully, nothing happened with that. But that could have been very disastrous real quick, too. But looking back on it, and Jeff Burton talking about it on the broadcast, too, breaking it down, how it looks like the car is just moving in, in, in fast motion, but it's it's normal speed. It was just, I think, so much for the mind to comprehend. David, it was kind of like an optical illusion. It kind of was. You just can't believe what you're seeing, but it was – the car went through the corner so fast. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, you use a lot of braking. Uh, you know, most of us saw the race, uh, you know, and – you know, there at Martinsville, man, you're always fighting the center of the corner, get, trying to get your car to rotate, turn in the center, and and especially as you're burning off the fuel and your and your and your and your tires are wearing out, uh, you know, and and the guy that can get his car to cut the best, to turn the best, or rotate the best, I mean, you know, he's going to cut underneath you and, and and really get a run underneath you off the corners. But man, to to see Ross Chastain go down the back straightaway, I can't imagine. You know, when you make that decision where, hey, I'm going down the back straightaway and, you know, when you, it's about time to hit the brake and you just just hit the gas pedal harder and go wide open and shift into fifth gear and just go for it. Man, it's it's uh, it, it's just mind blowing, you know, uh, uh, to think uh, that somebody would do that, try it and it worked uh, as well as it worked. But, man, it was. Uh, to pass five cars uh, in one corner at Martinsville, that's never been done before. You know what I mean? It has in a wreck. If somebody wrecks and, you know, you pass four or five cars, they're spinning out and wrecking or whatever. But in competition where everybody's racing their tails off and you just pass them on the outside five spots, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to fathom that. But we saw it live on television and, and I'm kind of like Tyler. I wasn't watching the race live. You know what I mean? I, I DVR, DVR'd it and was going to watch it later that night. And next thing you know, I had 20 phone calls, 20 missed phone calls. I'm like, man. So I finally called a person back. It's like, hey, what's up? What's up? They said, man, what's your thoughts? What do you think? What, what, were that nuts? And I'm like, well, hey, time out here. You talking about the race? I said, yeah. I said, well, don't tell me. They said, oh, no, no, you got to go watch it right now. You know what I mean? You got to go watch it right now. But I really didn't see it until late that night. And, uh, you know, you're, you're thinking with three or four laps to go that, you know, somebody's going to spin out, something crazy is going to happen. And I'm like, man, what are they talking about? Here they are taking the white flag. I ain't seen anything yet. And then, oh, my God. I mean, it's just like like you said, like you guys said, it's just it's so it's so surreal, you know. It's it's almost looks fake, you know, but it's just uh to go that fast uh uh compared to the others uh was just amazing, you know. And 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 I felt bad for my buddy Denny Hamlin, you know. I mean, I have been good friends with him for years and and there's people that love him, love him, there's people that hate him, and uh 
you know, to, to, to come off turn two, coming to the checker flag, knowing that you're probably in the chase, you go into turn three and, and, you're, and you know, your team's telling you, hey, you're in the chase. And all of a sudden you come off turn four and your spotter's outside, outside, and, and it's Ross Chastain. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's hard to comprehend that. And he was just like the, the look on his face. He, he still, when they showed him on television, uh, leaning up against his car, he was still in shock. You know, it was just hard to comprehend what had just happened. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and, and the way it happened, you know, it's like, how did this, how, how did, you know, how did this happen? You know? And, and, uh, and I can only imagine <laughs> if I was racing behind Ross and seeing what he was doing, hell, I, I was like, man, I, there, there's no, I mean, I would have been like, wow, you know what I mean? It would have been incredible to, to be running behind him and see that. Uh, but man, uh, unbelievable. Like I said earlier, uh, I believe that's going to be probably one of the top three or five biggest things that ever happened in our sports and our sports been existing since 1949. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. can you guys think of anything else that, that, that has been that big that's gotten so much notoriety? It's just amazing uh, what he accomplished, how he accomplished it. And, and, and the visibility around the world and everybody that's seen it. You know, I mean, when you show that on Sunday night football and NFL games, you know, you break in and show what happened in the NASCAR race that day, that's a pretty big deal, you know. And then you see it on Good Morning America the next day and all the sports talk shows are talking about it. It's uh, it's really put our sport in the spotlight. And uh, and whether Ross, Ross Chastain wins a championship or finishes fourth or whatever, uh, Tyler, I, I, I believe it has been the year of Ross Chastain, you know, I mean, whether you, you like it or not, he's, uh, you know, he's exciting. He's brought a lot of spice back into the sport and, uh, he's probably pissed off a lot of drivers along the way, but man, he's made it exciting and brought a lot of new eyes to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, not everybody liked what happened there. We saw Kyle Larson call it an embarrassment to the sport. I'm like, Kyle, get, get Get off my lawn. You know, that was a great moment. I thought I was entertaining and just badass. And so going forward with this, we won't spend a whole lot more time on this. We'll move on here in just a second. But I want to ask you, David, do you think, you know, is that something you would do? Or do you think <laughs> other drivers will, will do this type of now? Does this open up the floodgates a bit to try to do this type of thing that Kyle has that, uh, that, Ross just pulled off here, or is this kind of a once-in-a-lifetime deal? Well, it, you know, he hey, it was a Hail Mary, you know what I mean? Fourth quarter, two two seconds left on the clock, you know, you're, you're It was a Hail Mary us. from the one-yard line. He threw a 99-yard touchdown. It's it's unbelievable, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, to hear different uh, competitors of ours' opinion on it, you know what I mean? Uh I, I loved it because obviously it showcased our sport to the world. Uh, it brought new eyes to our sport. Uh, you know, it is a hell Mary and man, you know, it, it's, you know, race is expensive. It's a business sponsors. It costs a lot of money, but you know, uh, from Ross Chastain, if he wins the championship, finishes fourth compared to fifth, not being in the final four, there's a lot of money uh, there's a lot of money at stake here, and what he did 
uh, was brilliant, you know, and, 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 and kind of tearing up a race car to make it happen. It was worth it. You know what I mean? But, you know, you bring Tyler, you bring up a good question. Uh, you know, will we see rule changes in the future? And, and, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, you said Cal Larson said it's embarrassment. I don't really think it is an embarrassment. It's just hard racing and somebody just trying to outsmart the competition, you know, and Hey, Hey, it worked. But uh, to say that we're going to see rule changes and we may, you know, will we see this again or not see it again? Uh, I, I hope we do. You know what I mean? I don't know if anybody could perfect that move any better than Ross Chastain. I think that was – he set the standard, and I think it's going to be hard for anybody to perfect it. But I don't know why anybody – I mean, how many times, how many people are going to have that opportunity – uh, the last race of, you know, the second race going into a championship weekend and you're just two points behind the guy in front of you to be in the top four. I mean, you know, in that situation, uh, you know, I, I, maybe we will, maybe we won't, but, uh, but I, you know, I hope NASCAR, you know, my opinion is I hope they just kind of let it be, you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's really the, the cost of the teams. I mean, when you're wrecking a car that bad and if it doesn't work, I mean, the expense of it, you know what I mean? But golly, the excitement and just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they need to change anything. What's y'all's thoughts? Dom, uh, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about the, the, the racing side, you know, that we've done this video games and all that, you know, our whole lives. Um, I didn't realize this. I guess – that move is is banned in iRacing. Really? I did not know yes. that. Not, not NASCAR racing season. Not what we, we sim raced, but wow, in iRacing it's banned. Yes. That is Maybe I had to change up the rules to iRacing now. I think so. I, I, I want to say Jeff Gluck had tweeted this out possibly on Tuesday that imagine going, okay, the four drivers that are competing for the championship, and, and this is probably going to take – across the board in Xfinity and truck. There was a driver that said, who's not to say somebody tries it at Phoenix and it could work. But Jeff Gluck had tweeted out, friend of the show, that what are the chances that they're telling the drivers in the simulator this week, hey, shift it into gear five, Phoenix, mash the gas, hope for the best in the wall. Let's see how it does in the simulator. Can imagine that's probably part of the game plan for this weekend. Yeah, and then iRacing, you know, suspends their account for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, well, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot at stake, yeah. and, uh, you know, the way the wall is in terms three and four at Phoenix, uh, I mean, even even turns, you know, turns one and two, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see it again. I mean, if you got to make up, if you got to, I mean, if you're running fifth, and, and, and somebody's running fourth, and if you don't pass them, the fourth-place guy's going to be the champion. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's possible. It is possible that we might see this maneuver again this weekend in one of the three, uh, you know, whether it be the Camping World Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, or the Cup Race. I mean, it's possible because of the way – the racetracks laid out and how the walls are. They didn't like there's, you know, really no 90 degree sharp bends in a turn. And you're looking at the turns there at Phoenix. Uh, 
it's possible it could happen again. You know, y'all bring up a good point, but man, I don't know. I just think the whole thing is cool. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm still kind of shocked that it happened, but man, unbelievable. Good for Ross Chastain. Uh, You know, nobody gave this kid. uh, He was what he wasn't a privileged kid. He worked for everything he ever gotten driven race cars that, Shouldn't have been, uh, you know, finishing in the top 15. He put him in the top 15. He earned everything he's gotten. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm so glad for him and good for him and his racing team. And, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, they'll come out of Phoenix being a champion. Who knows? So let's talk about each driver in the championship four here. Let's run through them real quick. Let's start with Christopher Bell. Wins last week at Bartonsville. He's had a really good playoff run. Um, his regular season was good. But he's really kicked it into gear the last couple of weeks in a, a, a very fine performance there at Martinsville. Dom, Christopher Bell, wh- tell me about him. I mean, this the way that he's raced as of late, I mean, he's 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 running at championship level right now. Oh, he certainly is. Even when you look back at the regular season, finishing top 10 more often than not. Adam Stevens, veteran crew chief, a two-time NASCAR Cup Series crew chief, winning title crew chief with Kyle Busch. Now atop the box with Christopher Bell. You know there's experience there. And Christopher Bell, guys, think about this. In this era that we've had this playoff format, the Cup Series since 2014, Trucks and Xfinity since 2016, Christopher Bell is the only driver to qualify for the championship four in each of the National Touring Series by making the Cup Series Final Four this weekend or championship four. I think that speaks volumes to how consistent Christopher Bell is in whatever vehicle he is racing. And this Cup Series is no exception. He's had two walk-off wins in the playoffs this year. Who's not to say he could do it again on Sunday? Yeah, and uh, David, based on the tracks that he's run well at, there's no reason to think why that he can't compete and possibly win this whole dang thing on Sunday in Phoenix. Yeah, you know, something comes to mind, and it's called momentum. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, if one team's got the momentum and, and hitting their stride or, 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 you know, at the right time, God, it'd be hard to bet against Christopher Bell. It's what they have done uh, the last four or five races. is just incredible, you know. And, uh, you know, you see his performance and you think of Joey Logano and Chase Elliott and uh, even Ross Chastain. You know, I mean, I just it's it's hard. It'd be hard to bet against uh, Christopher Bell because God, man, guys, here the last four or five races. I mean, and like you said, all year he's had a lot of speed, but man, in these playoffs, he's just come to the forefront quick. You know, winning the Charlotte Roval, winning here at Phoenix. Uh, I mean, at a at a at, my, at Martinsville. I mean, it's uh, where else has he won at? I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, uh, you know, they're just hitting their stride at the right time. And, uh, man, you, you you talk about moment riding the momentum into the championship weekend. It's like they can do no wrong, you know. And, uh, and the only uh, Gibbs car left, you know they're going to throw everything they can I, to put him in the best position to succeed. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. You know, you take all the resources and the, the engineering and technology and, and the knowledge of that whole organization, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're pulling all the resources and knowledge from everybody's coming together to make sure that, that, that Joe Gibbs racing will have another championship, but man, it's a, 
it's going to be a hell of a race and uh, going to be exciting. And it's going to be, uh, we're all going to be on the edge of our seats watching it to see who's going to be our 2022 champion. That's for sure. Chase Elliott, he's been the most consistent driver all season long. More wins than any driver this year with five total. He's won at Phoenix to win the championship before just two years ago. And Dom, this is a guy as well that he's had his back against the wall in this playoff and came through in some big-time moments. Um, despite the momentum of Christopher Bell, I think Chase Elliott still has to be the favorite going into this weekend. Well, and I think you have to take a look at experience, too. Yeah, all these guys are professional. They've been put in situations with their backs up against the wall. But Chase Elliott has certainly had that across his career in the Cup Series, pulling off the big wins when it counts. He did have that walk-off win in 2020 to advance from the Martinsville race to the championship for winning the title that year. And this is his third championship four appearance, his third straight, I might add, too. And while his team's not in it for the owner's points, they're still in it with the driver's points. Man, who's not to say Chase Elliott could go out win the race, Kyle Larson finished second, and Hendrick Motorsports still gets the owner's title anyway. That's an interesting scenario here. And, and David, we kind of talked about that last week. There's no reason to think that that five team is going to back down. They're going to do everything they can to still try to go out there and win this race and win that owner's title. Dude, nobody's going to back down. I mean, you can see the fire. Uh, I mean, I sure when, ben, when Denny kind of – when it just kind of settles in – um, you know, he's, he's you know, uh, the frustration of being so close so many times and not being able to get that championship, uh, you know, you know, he he's going to go to Phoenix to win. You know what I mean? And, and all of them are. I mean, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski had a good run there at Martinsville. There's this is going to be a, a, a war of a race. You know what I mean? We're talking about these championship contenders. But, man, I don't think anybody's going to move over for him. I mean, it's possible that we could see our champion finish, you know, over the years, our champion uh, for that year uh, usually wins the race, the last race of the season, you know. But I, I, this year, uh, I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me a bit if our champion is, is not the winner of the race, you know what I mean, just because how, how great and how good the racing's been. But – you know, Dominic brought up a good point. Chase Elliott's always been really strong. You think about uh, uh, drivers that have been really strong at Phoenix. I think of Kyle Larson, and I think of Chase Elliott. You know what I mean? Uh, the one, you know, but Christopher Bell, to me, the momentum and 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 this, the, those that team's been on fire. You know, but you can never ever count out Chase Elliott like we're talking about. I mean, he's always a threat. And he runs good there at Phoenix. And, uh, man, you're talking about a Hendricks organization. You know what I mean? I I think, you know, like like Gibbs, they're going to throw everything at freaking Chase Elliott. You, you know, Hendricks, they want to they wanna bring that championship back to Hendricks well, Motorsports. We say you know? that, but you'd think that resources are going to be split pretty good between him and Larson with Larson going for the owner's title. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, you know, that's interesting, you know, kind of interesting. But, you know, I think your champion, your driver champion, uh, you Do know. you think that's it, more important to Rick getting the getting Chase, the driver title, than, than the five-team title? I really think it is, really. Uh, I, I think it is uh, because it, it, it showcases your organization. It showcases your your 
your your your your team your teams and you know it showcases Chase Elliott's ability uh the 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 team the, that that 24 team you know uh not 24 the number nine. 19 yeah i'm sorry uh uh but i to me i i think you know if when it came down to it which one carries the most weight i i'd had to say that the drivers championship deal what's your guys thought on, thoughts on that i mean they want well, they, they want to that david um yeah. You know, I, I think exactly what you're you're saying. Dominic probably agree here. I mean, in all honesty, unless you are just a nerd, can any of us name the owners' titles in the Xfinity Series the last ten years? But we no. all could name the drivers' champions probably. I mean, you you talk about the the the, the publicity of the sport and the name recognition. I. I I don't know how many people 10 years from now are going to remember if Chase Elliott won the title, but his team didn't win the owner's title. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, not really. I mean, I, you brought up a good point. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, it's important to the organization, and it's important. but It's important know, for money. Absolutely. But, yeah, I was going to say man, money would be the big factor there. Yeah, but all the recognition, it's, 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 the, it's the driver's championship because it's the driver, the team, the crew chief. It's – it's the team, you know what I mean? So I, I agree with you, uh, Tyler. What about you, Dom? Man, I, I mean, I got to think, too, like you guys bring up a great point with the money. There's a lot of money tied with that owner's championship, too. But, yeah, twenty. let's say even 25 years from now, unless you're a really diehard fan, you're probably not going to remember, oh, yeah, the Cup Series Championship 2022. That was split between a different driver and owner. I just don't see that being the recollection, no. but I do see it where people are going to remember the driver. And I do think in a money aspect, that owner's title is very important. And I do agree with you, Tyler. I think Hendrick's going to divvy up their best resources for that five and 19. Real quick, Dom, uh, do you see any scenario in the future where they look at these situations and say, why don't we do the owner's points? Why don't we just have the driver's points? And, you know, it, it if you are... You know, if, if Chase Elliott wins the championship, then the nine team is the owner's champion. You're like, why do we have to have these two separate titles? I can see a scenario, maybe if we're not having a charter system, but I think because of the charter system and points are already tied to those charters, I don't see it going away anytime soon. And I think the only reason this is really in the spotlight, because we had the 45 team make the owner's points title. We had the same with Chase Elliott advancing, or I'm sorry, Kyle Larson's team advancing. I believe Ryan Blaney's team did not make the owner's championship so they're going to finish 17th in owners points so they won't make that that money right with with the owners but i think we're only seeing this get spotlighted because we've seen it in trucks we've seen it in xfinity but we haven't seen this in the cup series in, in what 60 years so i think that's why we're seeing a lot of attention on it i don't see nascar changing this david interesting uh a couple more drivers to talk about let's talk about joey logano now uh 22 team they've had a sneaky good season i mean <laughs> <laughs> totally under the radar. Nobody has talked about Joey Logano all year, and he's been running up front. Ford as a whole, and David would know this too, has not been that great. I mean, they've had a down year. But Joey Logano has been the one constant in that entire Ford camp in all three series. Um, David, watch out. Joey's been in these situations. He can get the job done. Um I wonder, though, about the backing, though. I, I do question 
does does Pinsky and Ford have enough to compete with the best of the other three organizations with Gibbs, Hendrick, and Trackhouse here? I, I think they're the weakest of, of the four teams here. Well, I would agree with you. Uh, you know, if, if you really just looked at performance and how the season's gone, I would say that Joey Logano, probably the weakest link of these four championship contenders. Uh, but that being said, you can't ever count out Joey Logano. I mean, he's a champion, former champion. Uh, Roger Penske, uh, you know, I mean, you're talking – when I think of Roger Penske, I think of just winner, champion, winner, you know what I mean? And, and you know, you can assure, you can, uh, uh, you know, you can rest assured that, uh, that that organization and Ford, they're doing everything in their power to make sure uh, that, you know, that Joey's going to be the champion. Uh, and, you know, and it only takes that one race. You know, I just I, I just think about Phoenix on the cup side. The Hendrick organizations, to me, has been strong over the last 10 years or even longer there. You know what I mean? Uh, but, man, it's uh, – that's what makes it exciting. You know what I mean? You can't ever count out Roger Penske, Joey Logano. I mean, like you said – would you say the sneaky? Uh, what'd you call him? <laughs> I said he, he's had a sneaky good season. Yeah, I mean he's. It's amazing how good he is and how how strong that organization is. But you know you can never count them out. You know, and uh, man, you know it week in and week out. Joey Logano's got a lot of speed and he's up there. You know, and uh, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. But you can't count them out. You know. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, like we said earlier, you know, I think C. Bell and, and uh, Chase Elliott are, are our favorites. But, uh, but man, that's what makes the last race so interesting. And we're all on, on and pins and needles and, and, and just anxious to see how it's all going to turn out because it's going to be a hell of a war, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dom, what do you think of uh, Joey's chances on Sunday? I think he's had the longest time. Since, well, let me take that back. The entire organization has had the entire three weeks here to prepare because they won the round of eight opener in Las Vegas. So in theory, right, David, they would be the, the most prep team in comparison to anybody else because nobody else was locked in based on any kind of victory. So I think we're, yes, I do agree with you, Tyler. Ford has fallen off this year and they haven't been the best. Joey Logano has been that, that formidable driver. They've had the longest time to prepare in relation to this championship four. So I think that makes up to maybe some of the preparation we would have seen with Trackhouse or Hendrick or with Joe Gibbs Racing. They've had a long time knowing, almost a month, we're racing for a championship come November 5th. Yeah, yeah, they, they have. Uh, it's very uh, interesting to see. And then, then Ross Chastain, the youngest of these four drivers left, uh, and you're going for this championship. We talked about the move that he made and all that. Um, I'll say this, although it's been a while since Ross has won, just the fact that he will do anything makes him such a threat. I mean, you literally, as David would say, you can't count him out. You know, I mean, this is going to be the X factor of this whole deal. If Ross is still in the top 10, if he still has a shot, what is he going to do, David? I mean, that's with the Ross effect, if you want to call it that. 
is going to be lingering this entire race if he's still in contention here. He is, um, you know, I, I would have put him as the first or second favorite, but he, he, he is he's going to have a chance here. He's definitely going to have a chance. Uh, uh, he's been so exciting to watch. I mean, it's just amazing. But, you know, we talk about the consistency of Chase Elliott. And, and in my mind, the guy that's always in the top ten is Ross Chastain. You never see him outside the top ten. That team's had a lot of speed. And, man, the, the, the challenges that they have overcame. Uh, you know, I uh, – you know, again, uh, like you like you said, Tyler. Uh, uh, you know, the the fight to win. You know, what I mean, the fight that that team and that driver has. Uh, uh, you know, anything's possible. You know what I mean. So, uh, man, again, it's you know we. I've been saying you can't count him out. You know what I mean. I mean, you just they have a lot of speed. They have a lot of determination, uh, you know, and uh, you just look at his year he's had. I mean, I don't think any of any, all three of us would be surprised if we saw Ross Chastain as our champion. You know what I mean? Uh, just because of what they have done all year long in the, in the fight and the battles and uh, how much speed they've had, uh, you know. So, man, it, it's hard to – you know it's hard to kind of rate these teams, but uh, but man, you got four really strong organizations and four really determined drivers and teams. It's just going to be a, a hell of a war, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, but but you can assure yourself because we see it week in and week out. You can't count Ross Chastain out. I think he's got just as good a chance as any of the, as the other three. Okay, so before we move on, do some notes. Around the room, who is going to be the champion on Sunday? Let's start with Dominic. Well, I think when we look back on this show, we're either going to be like, wow, you were spot on, or damn, you were totally off, Dom. I'm going Joey Logano to be a two-time champion come Sunday. Two-time champion. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott has been the most consistent. He's won at Phoenix before. Um, the, the nine team knows what it takes to get the job done. I'll go with Chase Elliott to win the title um, and, uh, and ultimately walk away with the championship. And uh, I think his teammate, Kyle Larson, gets the owner's title. Uh, you love chaos, huh, Tyler? I'm here for it. I do like chaos. No joke. Uh, David, how about you? Who, who uh, walks away with the title on Sunday? Man, you know, it's, it's so hard to, to choose – it's so hard to, to make yeah, that Kevin prediction. Yeah, Kevin Harvick's not in it, yeah. No, no, it's hard to make that prediction. But, Tyler, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Uh, you know, I uh, just because of the Hendrick organization, uh, what I've seen him do at Phoenix over the years, uh, you know, I think we see Chase Elliott get his second championship in his young career, you know. And uh, – but – you know, it's a tough one to call, but man, I do know that we're going to be a. It's going. We're going to see a hell of a race. You know what I mean? And and after watching Martinsville, I mean, you got to be uh, glued to that television all the way to they cross the checkered flag because there's no telling what one of them will do. You know what I mean? So it's amazing. Do you think one of the other three get the owner's title, or do you think that five team of Kyle Larson walks away with it? 
man, I'm not even, I don't really even know much about all that, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I you just have to be I, the highest finisher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I finisher of the four. Yes. Of the five car or, or, uh, Logano, uh, Ross Chastain, uh, and a Christopher Bell. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think Kyle Lawson has something to prove. I think he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder that he's not part of the deal. And if he can, you know, that's a little bit of revenge to win the race and get the owner's championship, you know what I mean, for the owner. Uh, and him not even being a part of the final four, uh, you know, I think he's he's he got something to prove or you got a chip on his shoulder, but man, when you talk to Kyle Larson, that's our that's our that's our former champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think he, you know, I think he wants to go there and dominate the whole race and win the race. You know that you know that's what he's on his mind. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hendrick take home the the overall championship as from an owner standpoint. Well, so Tyler, in your scenario, right in this championship yes. era, the sixteen man playoff field that we've always had, and at least the Cup Series. The winner of the race has gone over the championship. So you're saying Kyle Larson will finish ahead of Chase Elliott. So you're saying – No, no, no. I'm saying – no, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, David said that. But David said I, I have Chase Elliott still winning the race and winning the winning the driver championship. I think Kyle Larson finished his second. I got you. I misheard you. So, okay, okay. Well, I, I will, this part of the conversation never happened. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just think how competitive everybody is, uh, how strong – uh, other cars are, you know, uh, we're used to seeing our champion win the final race. Uh, I'm just saying, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see a non uh, a non contender win the race and our champion finishing, you know, second or third. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I that mean would surprise me this year with. The parody we had and all the different winners and you're not everything. wrong, David. But we have heard a number of drivers say over the years, when it comes to that championship race, they don't want to create any any incidents. They move out of the way for those championship drivers too. So that's what also makes it difficult to think about. So I don't know about all that now. <laughs> Real quick, uh, before news and notes, Dom Xfinity and Truck Championships. Uh, Ty Gibbs, Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones is going to be happy to go to Junior Motorsports. I think uh, that whole situation, the way it's unfolded here, people actually might be rooting on Noah Gregson now. <laughs> and, and who would have thought that'd be the case maybe a year right. ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be wild to see what happens in Saturday's Xfinity race. But yeah, Brandon Jones, Ty Gibbs, you got to think there's some, obviously some bad blood there. I think there's a lot of people that are going to ensure Ty Gibbs does not walk away with that title Saturday night, David. Yeah, you know, it's I think the kid, so much talent and, uh, you know, been so blessed in so many different ways to have the, you know, to, 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 to have the opportunity he has and drive the race cars and drive for his grandfather and, uh, you know, so we, we, we know he's got a lot of growing up to do, you know. I hated him comparing himself to Jesus there in, in that post-race interview. I'm like, really? You know what I mean? No, man. You know, it, you know, it's hard to – I mean, that's 
he he got the trophy, but it's hard to say he's the winner of the Martinsville race because, man, it's that's not racing to me. Uh, you know, anybody can get Martinsville can go into a corner and spin somebody out. All you got to do even is need to do it. No, but I mean that's I mean you know I think of, of Mark Martin. You know, Mark Mark was a gentleman racer. He was a hell of a race car driver, and he passed people fair and square. Uh, you know, and and you know the way the way uh, you know uh, Ty Gibbs did it. I mean, I, I mean we could all do that. That's not really winning a race, and and you know it's hard to comprehend what he's thinking because he's already part of the championship chase and his teammate is going to be part of the championship race too. And he takes him out for no reason at all, just because he wanted to win the race, man. And I, it's uh, so just that maneuver and, and being that selfish, I, the kid has a lot of growing up and a lot of understanding of how the sport works to me. Uh, you know, I can only imagine the disappointment uh, that Joe Gibbs has and and maybe, you know, Ty Gibbs' dad, uh, Corey Gibbs, which are great, great people, man, great people, but they're not driving the race cars, you know what I mean? And, and uh, but I, I think Ty Gibbs has a lot of growing up to do. And if he, if he could rerun that race today, I'm sure the outcome would be different, but man, the, the, the you know, and how he acted after he won the race, man, there's there's a lot of maturity that needs to take place in the next couple of years, you know, and uh, oh, yeah, I mean he's like a young Kyle Busch on crack, you know. I mean, <laughs> he's got a lot of growing pains. That you know what I mean? They were booing him, and and somebody said that he was just kind of egging him on to boo more, you know. I mean, man, I just you know the image of the Gibbs family uh, that just not who that family is, you know what I mean? And uh, it's really interesting to see it playing out like it is you know but uh but man brandon jones uh he handled it with with class uh uh you know and he's going over to junior motorsports next year uh you know and, and you got to think that noah gregson is the favorite i mean how strong he's been all year all the races he's won uh this is his last year in xfinity uh, so I wouldn't be surprised that he's my favorite, I think, to win the championship, you know, and, and, and like you guys were saying, <laughs> it'll be a miracle if Ty Gibbs even has the opportunity to even complete the whole race, you know what I mean? Because man, they're, uh, you know, if, if there's well, yeah, ever, if, if there if is ever a payback that needs to happen, I mean, they're, they're it, you know, it should happen, you know? Right. I mean, if you're Brandon Jones, you're leaving that team anyway. He took your title chance right from you. Why would you not take him out, you know, and, and, and cost him his chance, get even with him? I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Well, he, he, you know, just knowing uh, the Jones kid, like I know him, he's, he's you know, he's a very uh, mature young man, and he's a good racer, and he drives for a great organization. And the way he handles himself, he's just a class act. I really, uh, I'd be surprised to see him retaliate. Uh, but I don't think he will because that's not who he is as a person, as a race car driver. But it, but if anybody deserves to, to, to be retaliated against, it is definitely Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dom, 
real quick, uh, truck championship. What's uh, what's going on there? So the truck championship will be decided on Friday night. Zane Smith is making his third championship four appearance, third straight. He's finished runner-up the last two years. Ben Rhodes will be there. Ty Majeski with his two wins in the round of eight, put him in the championship four, as well as Chandler Smith making his first championship four appearance. Guys, it's going to be a great race on Friday night. i got to ask you first, Tyler, who takes that truck title? I think Zane Smith's time has finally come. Um, and the future is bright for that young man. Uh, he is uh, – he's going to be something special. Uh, I like Zane Smith a lot. I'll, I'll be rooting for him, and I think he'll get that done. Uh, David, what about you uh, for that truck title? Well, you know, I watched the truck race there at, at Miami Homestead, and I was really impressed how fast Zane was. And then it was amazing that – is it Ty McGlett? How do you say his name, uh, Dominic? Majeski. Oh, Ty Majeski. Yes, Ty Majeski. Yeah, the 66 truck, man, he was on rails. And I was really impressed uh, with him and how fast he was and, and how he, he he how he managed the race and how he, he won the race, you know what I mean? And he's been really strong this year. So, you know, to me, uh, if uh, you know, I, I believe that for myself, I think the 66 car truck is going to be the champion, you know. But Zane Smith, anybody deserves it. it Zane's such a class act, too, and a great race car driver. It's uh, And, again, you know, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting race, you know. Yeah, I think so. Time for our uh, news and notes segment, which is presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter officially is the ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004. Fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, theater, productions. Ticket Smarter is committing to helping those in need by donating $1 from every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com and find tickets for upcoming events at TicketSmarter.com. Dominic, what's going on? A couple headlines. First one, not so good news. And, and David, maybe you remember him or at least remember the name. But NASCAR veteran, NASCAR racer Mike Potter passed away this week. Mike passed away at the age of 73 years old, according to East Tennessee newspapers. Mike Potter had raced over 60 NASCAR Cup Series races, including for Roger Hamby, Jimmy Walker, and somebody used to race for there, David, Jimmy Means, racing in as recent as 1993 at Darlington. So Mike ran a lot of Cup races over the years. He ran some Xfinity races as well. And he ran as late as 2008. He was running into his late 50s in the Xfinity Series. So, yeah, Mike was from Johnson City, Tennessee, so near the Bristol Motor Speedway area. And, again, 60 cup starts, plethora starts in the Xfinity Series, too, and all these different people he raced for. Uh, another legend – or not, oh, another NASCAR driver has, has passed away. Yeah, just – I didn't know Mike Potter, but I, I knew of him and watched him race – and respected his ability to, to make it to that level. Uh, uh, you know, you don't make it as a professional uh, just by the luck. Uh, he earned the right. Uh, but, man, you know, Dominic, just all the great race car drivers over the years and and certainly the last four or five years, and, and, and when, one, when one leaves us, it's sad, you know what I mean? He's I'm sure he's got a beautiful family and, and – you know, Jimmy Means, a great Jimmy Means, my buddy. I've driven for Jimmy a couple of years, and, man, he's amazing. Uh, but you just hate to see these legends, these heroes are our sport that really paved the ways over the years for all of us. Uh, man, it's just – it's always sad when you lose anybody, a family member, a friend, or a former racer. 
uh, is sad. And again, I didn't know Mike Potter very well. I, I knew of him, watched him race, but man, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with his family and kids. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he's resting in peace and, and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, but man, it's just sad that, that we lose another race car driver. And, and Tyler, too, just to kind of add to this, too, some of those, those historic roots with Mike in the NASCAR Cup Series. He made his debut in 1979 at Bristol, again, his home track. But that was Dale Earnhardt's first Cup Series win in 79. And, and he made the Daytona 500. His one and only chance at the 500 was in 1992. And he drove for himself. And, and I think it's worth noting, too, according to Jayski, that Mike is a veteran. He served in the Marine Corps. So that definitely a decorated individual and, and not only served our country, but got to, to live out a dream racing in NASCAR. Yeah, that's a very cool story. I said, see him pass away. I wish everybody could live forever. Um, and I certainly wish the best for uh, him and his family there. Uh, Dom, uh, Alex Bowman uh, is back this week, right? Alex Bowman will be back in the 48 car. Bowman makes his return after announcing a few days ago last week. His home track. At his home track, ahead of the Martinsville weekend, they announced Alex Bowman will be back behind the wheel of the 48 car. Noah Gregson had been filling in over the last several weekends, starting at Talladega Super Speedway. Gregson filled in for five races, but Alex Bowman is cleared medically to return to the driver's seat at his home track. He is from Tucson, Arizona, and it looks really good to hear and really awesome to see that he's going to finish out the year in his car. David, uh, with as much as we talked about with injuries and such this year, uh, that's a step in the right direction. Glad to see Alex back in the racetrack to finish out the season. Man, that's that's such great news, you know. With with the, you know, with the, uh, these concussions that the drivers are, are getting, and and uh, seeing what Kurt Busch has been going through three or four months, and uh, uh, you know, but, but getting some good news from somebody that had a concussion that's gone through all the protocols and and, uh, and and is getting back into competition, man. I, I couldn't be happier for him. I'm sure Alex is excited to get back into race car and run the final race of the year. I mean, you know, you think about Alex Bowman. I mean, he was part of the championship. He was part of the uh, the playoffs, you know, and, and uh, to, to, to have a wreck at Texas and, 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 and receive a, a concussion and uh, – you know, uh, the, you know, that, that injury or that concussion, you know, uh, to me, it was pretty serious to, to step out of the race car. I don't know how many races it's been. I think four or five races might even been longer. Uh, you know, that, uh, that, you know, he was concerned, his team was concerned. And, and I was just glad to know that, uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, recovered from his, uh, concussion and cleared to race again. And, uh, you know, whatever uh, caused his concussion, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited that NASCAR and, and, you know, and Hendricks organization, everybody, they're learning from 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 that wreck. And, and, and as they learn and make the car safer, it's better for everybody. So uh, excited to hear that he'll be back this weekend at Phoenix and uh, be cool to see him back uh, in a championship form for next year. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. That'd be great to see. Uh, Dom, uh, an update on next year's clash. Okay, you're gonna have to fill me in on that one. That is off script. That is news to me. What is the news there, Tyler? <laughs> uh, it was on the script. Check your phone next time, Dom. Um, the clash gonna be a night race next year under the lights. Right. Uh, there at the LA Coliseum, 
David, the clash was a smashing success last year. Ratings were phenomenal. And now we're going to start it, just push it back a little bit later so we can have uh, the nighttime be the right time, as uh, I think was that Larry Mack or DW would say, you know, I mean, uh, the nighttime being the right time. I I think, you know, this year, as we watched it during the day, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of sparks and uh, a lot of, you know, door handle, door handle, a lot of paint swapping, you know what I mean? And, and to do it under the lights, primetime television, to see all the sparks, uh, I just think it's going to enhance how crazy that race was. Uh, I, 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 uh, I didn't know that the ratings were that great, but I was surprised to hear that. But I think, uh, I think even this next year's class under the lights is the ratings are going to be, uh, you know, uh, going to be even greater than they were because, uh, man, it's kind of prime time and, uh, and you'll get to see all the freaking sparks and all the, uh, you'd be like a Martinsville race, man, with all the tempers flaring, you know, it was pretty exciting last year or this year, earlier this year. Yeah. And, and Dom, it's, it's such a great way to kick off the season. Then leading into Daytona, you know, you, all three of us, we were at Daytona. That's all anybody was talking about was the clash. I mean, the, it, it to me, I, I love this as a build up and right before the Super Bowl and all too. I mean, uh, really great way to start our season. And here we are, it's beginning of November. That's going to be here before we know it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that just shows how much news there had been the last few days. I Man, I was going back through notes now, checking. I didn't recall seeing this about the clash being a night. That is like, this is my real reaction. That is awesome to hear about it. Like David saying, building on the momentum of that race and just seeing the enhancement it's going to bring at nighttime. That Coliseum is so legendary. And just this just adds more to that legendary status of that race. Second year in, and we're going to see it under the lights. That's pretty cool. Let's Go Racing is presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang. I want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's TicketSmarter.com. The first question in the inbox, and you can send us questions each and every week on Twitter and Facebook. Also email davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Our first question in the inbox this week comes from Ariel, and Ariel writes to David, David, what are you going to remember most about this season? <laughs> that's a uh, that's a that's a great question, and you you know reflecting back on it, uh, ma'am, how competitive it was, you know, uh, especially on the Cup side, the parity uh, with this new next gen race car, all the different winners. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the move Ross Chastain made obviously last week to make it into the playoffs will stick in my mind forever. Uh, but man, just how competitive not only the cup series was the Xfinity series is, uh, and then the, you know, going back to all the different winners we had in 2022, I think, you know, Dominic, you're the statistician here. Uh, I think it might've been, it might be the most winners we've ever had in a season since the early 70s. I mean, uh, but, but you know, just how great the racing was, all the different winners, and definitely the, the Ross Chastain move to put him in the playoffs, I think will always, 
I always remember where we were, what we were doing uh, when that happened, you know, man, because that was a pretty big moment. But uh, it's been a great, great season of racing, how competitive everything was. Uh, and then all the new, uh, you know, what, what NASCAR has done. We just talked about it with the L.A. Coliseum race to kick off the season. Uh, you know, all the different the changes going on in the sport and all the cool things happening, you know, uh, seeing North Wilkesboro come back to life for the all-star race in 2023. Uh, I don't know. I just think uh, it was a great year and uh, I just, I'm going to remember how competitive it was and how equal it seems like the cup series uh, was in 2022 more so than ever, than you've ever seen it over the, you know, since I've been involved with all the different winners. But uh, what a great year it's been. What about for you personally, for, for the year you've had, David? What are you going to take away from this year? Man, it's, you know, it's, uh, man, you know, uh, it's it's been a challenge for me personally. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm so blessed with great sponsors, uh, Sam Ross, Brett Bear, and, uh you know, just all the different people. There's so many people and companies that make it possible for me to race. And, and uh, you know, the excitement going into the year and, and uh, the challenges that you face, uh, you know, and, and I don't know. It was such a big challenge for us uh, with SS Greenlight Racing and, and them switching over to a different manufacturer uh you know and and it's it just um you know you you expected so much more uh uh on a performance uh from a performance uh base uh the way i analyze it we should have been so much better but you know uh, just just thankful for the opportunities I, i'm so competitive and that fire burns inside of me to to win and be competitive uh, that it just, man, I still, it still eats me up inside. People don't know it, but man, I walk around for two or three days pissed off when you're not very competitive and you don't have a good race. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it's, it was just, I'm just thankful to, to still be racing in NASCAR, making a living, doing what I love to do. And, and man, I'm just so thankful. It's been a great year. How about you, Dominic? What are you going to take away from this year? So personally, professionally, or, or what? <laughs> personally the best year of my life man getting married my best friend and welcoming our son here in the coming days man what else could you ask for man our family's growing and god's been so good to me i've been very blessed to have the year that i'm having and, and professionally so many cool things too with getting to work with jeff bodine advancing that book and man we're we're this close to being done guys i, I know we said that a little bit but man it's so cool to see how that that thing progressed a lot this year and then just getting to cover NASCAR races and, and work with you guys on this show on a professional aspect. A lot, a lot of fun. A lot of great things. Getting to cover the Daytona 500, cover, I think, 10 NASCAR race weekends in person. It doesn't get any better than that. And and, and I love that about this country, man. You, you can work really hard. You catch a break here or there, like Alan Bestwick once said. You really can live out your dream. And and those words couldn't speak further from the truth. Tyler, what about for you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about the season, though? What about just on track, too? Oh, on track, too. I, I got to agree with David on the parody. The 19 winners that we've had in 2022, I think that was unprecedented. Seeing the comers and goers, the, the different drivers getting up front and leading laps. David, I felt like it was kind of like the 1990s again, like where you saw that prime NASCAR era where first through 30th, there really wasn't that much of a difference 
as far as the team's preparing and who could run up front and all these different people that could be players in races. And that's what it felt like. I'm sure fans that watched in the 90s would probably get that vibe watching NASCAR in 2022, at least from what I've seen, all the historical stuff I've taken a look at. What a throwback in 2022. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, personally, uh, you know, this year, I, uh, you know, not to talk too much about myself here, but, you know, faced some adversity, faced some challenges, and, uh, you know, overcame those things and came out better from it, you know, quite, uh, you know, and very grateful, you know. I mean, had, you know, just a lot of change, you know, moving out to Dallas and everything and meeting all sorts of people along the way and, and uh, get to be, you know, closer to David's been great, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, everything that's my, my new job and all this just been fantastic. So certainly grateful for the way things turned out. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, the, the beginning of the year, the month of January, and those that know, know what I'm talking about, was, was, was a little tough, you know, went through some challenges, but uh, you know, came out better from it. I, I, I like to think, uh, I was the comeback player of the year this year, you know, I mean, based on the way things started, but certainly uh, grateful for how everything turned out the way it did. But on, on the racetrack, uh, to me, I think this is a season that, you know, we, we all kind of go back in our minds, right, and the years kind of blend together, right? I think 2022 is going to be remembered forever in NASCAR. That was the season that things changed. The next-gen car, uh, the parody on the racetrack, all the winners that we've seen, Ross Chastain's move, the clash. Uh, this is a year that we all bookmark or point to. We say, hey, oh, yeah, remember when that happened in 2022? It's not like, you know, oh, what happened in 2013 or 2014? No, no, no. We'll all be able to recall what happened in 2022. I think that's what I'll look back on for sure, just a – monumental year for the sport uh as far as i'm concerned there uh well, one of the things i'd say uh to to keep the conversation going good things happen to great people you know what i mean you guys are wonderful and you work hard and you got a lot of drive in you and you're just great people and and great things happen to great people yes that's i've always believed in that and uh, Dominic's such a great person, and and you know, being married now to his best friend, and and a baby's fixing to be here any minute now, and uh, you know, and Tyler, you're you know, you moving to Dallas, and your career taking off like it has, man. You you, you know, it's like, hey, nobody deserves it more than you know. We we want everybody to succeed and to do well, and sometimes you got to put the work in, and sometimes you never know what's going to be around the corner, and. Is it easy? No. There are challenges. Man, there's a lot of peaks and valleys, but you put your head down and you keep digging and uh, you never give up the faith or, or the, you know, the, uh, keep you keep dreaming and man, anything's possible. But but I've always believed that, man, great people that work hard and have a lot of desire and a lot of drive, good things are going to happen for them. And, and you guys are good. Two examples of that. Well, thank you, David. I, I certainly appreciate that. Appreciate that means a lot. Sure. Uh, another question uh, in the inbox. Uh, this one comes from Jasmine. Jasmine wants to know, David, <laughs> if you could have lunch with any historical figure, past or present, who would it be and why? Well, uh, it'd be kind of cool to have lunch, Mexican food with, uh, with you know, man, there's so many, you know, and, and um, 
but Elvis Presley be kind of cool. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting down at the same table with freaking Elvis Presley uh, and, and having lunch or dinner with him and the conversation? And I mean, I, I think that would just be over the top. You know what I mean? Taking the uh, Papacitos. Absolutely, man. And turn him on to some great Mexican food. I'm sure he had some in his time. But, uh, but man, that would be one that comes to mind, you know, Elvis Presley. Great what question. You, How about you guys, man? Donald's well, a history teacher. I'm sure he's got a lot of yeah. names come to mind. David, you'd appreciate this one from a historical aspect. I'd pick that that fellow, that Jones guy that had the summer of Jones because it was retired as history now. So <laughs> no, maybe that guy. Can't. You wow, can't, we're no, still going with this gag joke after all this. No, that summer Jones got canceled, so we can't. You don't want to have lunch with that dude. He's history, though, isn't he? He's got a historical figure. I don't know if he's, if he's a historical figure, but he's history. So maybe no. Now, honestly, I think Dale Earnhardt would be so cool to sit down with. If we're going like historical people on that realm, like famous people, and to have a meal with the man in black and just ask him about Jeff Bodine. You guys know me. I, I like to to to. to Pry a little bit, and I like to poke people. I would like to ask Dale. So, so tell me about Jeff. Tell me about this. Tell me, I would love to ask about Jeff Bodine the entire time. You, you're not poking, or, 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 or you, you're lighting a fire underneath <laughs> his bottom, dude. Hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I'd be going with that, man. I'd, I'd be curious yeah, about absolutely. Our day on that. So we got yeah, Elvis absolutely. with David, Dale Earnhardt with you. Who do Dale you Earnhardt. Um, man, I, I would, uh, I would love to. Uh, I'll give you two. A present name, I would love to have lunch with Charles Barkley. I think Charles Barkley would be very entertaining, would tell you whatever is on his mind. Not I've terrible. I've him once, actually. I, uh, I talked to him very briefly, but it was a great exchange I had with him one time in San Antonio several years ago. Um, but he'd be one. And then, like a past figure, uh, I would love I would love to have a, a sit down with Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan would have been terrific to speak with and I mean to go from an actor to the White House and you know as great of a president he was and you know just all the lived experience he had and um and the way that he was universally loved and respected you know we not to go on a political tangent here but we we haven't had uh you know any type of unity as a country really since Reagan you know I mean it, it was a unique time so I'd love to talk to Ronald Reagan uh, personally that's pretty cool mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So there you have it. That's our uh, Ask David segment for this week. Guys, uh, before we go around the room, uh, what's going on here uh, this week? Dom, we'll start with you. Man, so I was talking with my wife, and, and she was asking me, so I had to really think about it. Guys, I've been to the last 17 NASCAR points awarding races at Phoenix Raceway, and I knew years ago it would take a really big or a really good reason to miss that race weekend. I won't be in Phoenix this week. I'm missing the championship. I'm missing the first Phoenix race since 2014. But I have a damn good reason, guys. We're on baby watch, and I'm so excited for my son to be here. He could be here any day, and there's no way in heck I'm going to miss that. So, so we've told Dominic that if uh, his fiance, if his wife, uh, Feliz, is in labor. It's okay. I'm still getting used to that fiance wife thing. Yeah. I don't know. If she's in labor, when we take the podcast uh, next week, just bring your laptop to the delivery room. <laughs> there we go. Yes, from, from live from the maternity ward, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the play-by-play -play for you. Yeah. So are we doing uh, a live show then, guys? Is that, is that what you're telling me? That's what it sounds like, if, if it comes to that point. <laughs> yes. 
If you would have been back when my kids were born, I couldn't even speak. I was crying so much. So uh, oh, that's yeah, gonna be me, David. Is they yeah. say Spanish? Yoron is the Spanish word for a crybaby. I'm gonna be crying yeah. so much. Absolutely, man. What about tears you? Of, tears of joy, man. Yes. What about you, David? Uh, you're uh, you're off this week on on the uh, Xfinity side. Man, Brendan Brown's back in the 08 uh, Ford Mustang this weekend. He's trying to stay in the top 20 in points. And uh, a little bit of the business side kind of got in the way of my last couple of races. But, man, just uh, I'm going to Phoenix to watch the, you know, to see everybody be crowned champions and spend some time with, uh, uh, you know, some of my team teammates and uh, different people. It's going to be a great weekend of racing. Uh, tomorrow at Texas Motor Speedway, I got Peter Bilt bringing about 200 people for race car rides and be busy tomorrow day tomorrow at the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, but man, excited about this weekend's racing, man. It's going to be over the top. And uh, man, it's kind of sad that this is the last weekend. Our, our great 2022 season's coming to an end, but it's going to be an exciting weekend. And looking forward to all the racing this weekend and uh, looking forward to our podcast next Tuesday to talk about our champions. Yes, certainly so. I'll be uh, staying back here in Dallas, but certainly uh, keeping tabs on everything that's uh, going on for sure there in Phoenix. Should be an exciting weekend. Guys, uh, fun show today. Uh, so much to talk about, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again next week as a champion, we'll be crowned. We'll have a uh, immediate reaction and uh, get you guys our thoughts and analysis and and uh, recap the 2022 season coming up on next week's show. As always, you can subscribe to Let's Go Racing with David Starr. New episodes out each and every thir- uh, Wednesday on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit that like button as well. We, we appreciate it uh, as much as we can. And then uh, also check us out on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, also by email, davidstarpodcast.gmail.com. We'll put the check flag out on this episode for David Starr, Dominic Allergon, and Tyler Jones. Thanks so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. See you next week.